0: Alright, today we're in matthew chapter 19 this is matthew survey class 19 and we will begin reading of course in chapter 19 and verse number one and it came to pass that when jesus had finished these sayings he departed from galilee and came into the coast of judea beyond jordan and great multitudes followed him and he healed them there now just a quick uh, reference here in this passage the last portion of verse one says beyond Jordan in normal cases and throughout your Bible sometimes you'll hear verses about that talk about this side Jordan or beyond Jordan, and the reference to beyond Jordan is normally east of the Jordan River on what would be modern day uh, toward modern day Jordan of course Jordan wasn't uh. Uh, a nation in in the sense that it is today back in biblical times it wasn't called by the name of Jordan but when the children of Israel came into the land of Israel when they came into the promised land some of the tribes received a heritage an inheritance on the eastern side of the Jordan River and that portion is usually referred to as beyond Jordan while this side of Jordan is usually a reference to the Jerusalem side of the Jordan River all right verse number three up shows the Pharisees the Pharisees also came unto him tempting him and saying unto him is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause and he answered and said unto them have you not read that he which made them at the beginning Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 made them male and female and said for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh what therefore god hath joined together let not man put asunder they say unto him why did moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away he saith unto them moses because of the hardness of your heart suffered you to put away your wives but from the beginning genesis 1 1 it was not so And, of course, I added that Genesis one one. You see that reference in the beginning. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. His disciples say unto him, if the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. For there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb. And there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men. And there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray And his disciples rebuked them, but Jesus said, suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me for of such is the kingdom of heaven. They should have learned this in chapter 18, verse number 15. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence and behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is, God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, That a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Now this is a great A great passage here this passage continually chapter 18 and 19 continually reference the kingdom of heaven chapter number 20 references the kingdom of heaven which we see as and pretty much everybody on the planet recognizes the kingdom of heaven as some place that is here on the first heaven a literal visible kingdom but here when he says that it's hard for a rich man to enter in he doesn't use the kingdom of heaven he uses the kingdom of god which the bible says the kingdom of god is within you the bible says the kingdom of god uh, comes without observation the bible says the kingdom of god is is joy peace and righteousness in the holy ghost so it's inward things that pertain to the kingdom of god and so it's not at all saying that it's hard for a rich man to get saved to be born again but to be born again and then to go on to take part in a a fellowship and a discipleship from the holy spirit and to gain access to the kingdom of god is two different things being born again And being filled with the Spirit, two different things. very hard, he's saying, for a rich man to be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. He does say uh, in verse number 23, he says that it's hard. He says that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. It is very difficult for a man to to get into God's kingdom, to get into God's earthly kingdom kingdom but then he says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a, a rich man to enter in to the kingdom of God so very different applications there for both of those uh, concepts and then the other concept that I would point out is that Jesus in recounting the Exodus, this chapter number 20 law of Moses says thou shalt do no murder whereas the law of Moses says thou shalt not kill now I believe the Lord reference this law this way in order to define what what the law of moses intended because you always get arguments from detractors that say the the bible says thou shalt not kill yet we have uh Punishment putting people to death and certain things like that. Well, that's not a mysterious thing Because the very law of moses that said thou shalt not kill also had penalties for breaking those religious and state laws the law of moses was a state law as well as a Moral law but within the law of moses itself there were there were crimes for which the punishment was death itself And so there's no contradiction there taking somebody's life who under the penalty of law does not deserve to have their life taken is a murder. And so you murder somebody uh, just, you know, because you hate them or something like that. That's a murder. If they break into your house, you kill them in self-defense. Or if the person offends by taking someone's life or treason or something to that effect, and the, the law stipulates that they're to die from that, that is not a breaking of God's law. And so that is to be remembered when you come through Matthew chapter 19. The Lord defines thou shalt not kill as thou shalt do no murder. All right, we'll pick up in verse 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory... Ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Now, I would point out in verse 28, he said that they would be judging the twelve tribes of Israel, sitting on twelve thrones. I would speculate and it would only be speculation that perhaps these 12 that are judging the nations of it or the nation of Israel in the kingdom of, of God or the kingdom of Christ I should say the kingdom of heaven in the book of Revelation is probably 12 of those 24 elders that are sitting around thrones where the other 12 would come from. Uh, I I wouldn't be able to speculate on that right at this time. But at any rate, maybe later. Uh, Verse number 29 again. And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last and the last shall be first. Another area of, uh, that, should, that you should give some thought to is we put so much emphasis on the family, and certainly the family is deserving of a lot of emphasis. But in this case, verse 29, it says that some sisters and some brethren and some fathers and some mothers and some wives and some people's property, their lands are going to be neglected for the sake of Christianity and that they're not going to be reprimanded for that, but they are going to be rewarded for that. And so we have to be careful when we're talking about taking care of our families and providing for our families. We have to be careful that we don't forget that God is the provider and the caretaker of not only our families, but us, that if we dedicate ourselves to the Lord, the Lord will make provision for our families. The Lord has already made up for our lack in salvation he's made up for our lack in service and so that he would make up for whatever uh, our families might have to suffer because of our dedication it's foolish to think that god would not also make up for that now no doubt there are some of these wives and sisters and brethren so forth and so on that probably resent not being able to have the full attention of their fathers or mothers or whatever the case might be who is in christian service But it should be taught to those children that the best thing their mamas and daddies could do and it should be taught to wives that the best thing that their husbands could do and should be taught to husbands that the best thing that their wives could do would be serve the Lord first and foremost and the Lord will always make up for that lack. These people who have forsaken houses and brethren, sisters, fathers, mothers, wives, and children, they receive a reward, they receive a reward. For having done so and that ought not to ever be forgotten and that's not a license to just forsake your family you're to do all that you can do while serving the Lord all right we'll stop right there and we'll pick up in chapter 20 next time